When we became empty nesters, we started asking the Lord and each other how we could live this life on purpose. And we decided we wanted to invest in the life of our dreams. So we cashed in our chips and sold everything to pursue our dream life of following God's calling. Right now, that has us in Alaska. Mm-hmm. In this season, we hope to share some of our journey and lessons we learned along the way as we live this empty nesting life on purpose. Friends, we hope our journey encourages you and inspires you to dream big dreams and have an amazing empty nesting season. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Empty Nesting on Purpose, a podcast for Christian couples who are in their empty nesting season or quickly approaching that season wondering if there's more to that season than this. If that is you, you're in the right place. Because that is exactly where we found ourselves not so long ago, too. Hey there, sweet friends. We are Luke and Melissa Dickey. We are so glad you're here. Today, we're talking about one of our favorite subjects, dreaming big and making things happen. And today, we're talking about one of our Saturday morning dates. It all started on one of our Saturday morning dates. So we were sitting at a restaurant, and we were talking about Luke and how his passion when coming to Alaska was to create a small group for Christian golfers, pretty much a small group for Christian golfers, just to talk about God, connect with other golfers, and just shine on that golf course with other brothers in Christ. And he learned all this from a movie called Seven Days in Utopia. So we were talking about his dream for coming to Alaska, the calling he's feeling. And at this point, our house is already sold Friends, it sold in seven days. Yeah, it was so quick. We got two offers. One of them was really low, and we were like, uh, nah, (laughs) we'll pass. We'll wait a while. And then uh, I think three or four days later, we got another offer in, and it was a real offer, and just blew us right out of the water. And we're yeah, of course, that sounds great. Because at that point, we were like, how quickly can we get to Alaska? I mean, we are done playing this game. We've been playing it for nine months. (laughs) But we were on our date, and it was since it was one of our last few weeks since our house had sold. And Luke mentioned, "Well, you know, Utopia isn't very far away." Yeah, we were we were actually talking about the Lynx players during our date. And Melissa mentioned something about how in the book there is that you know Utopia, Texas. And I'm like, oh, well, it's actually just right down the street near Lost Maples State Park. State Park. Do you want to see it? And <laughs> I was just like, um, yes. Uh, <laughs> we've like, been talking about it nonstop. Let's go. Like the seed of your dream. Of course I want to go see it. I want to go be around it. So we've, yeah, we finished up our date and uh, I think topped off the gas tank and headed over. It was just under an hour to drive there. And on the way there, we were spending some time listening to the second book in the series oh, yeah. called The Sacred Journey. Yeah, Golf's Sacred Journey. Friends. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It is a good good book. And I'm not a golfer and I still love the book. I'm not a golfer and I like Seven Days in Utopia too. I love redemption and grace. It's a good thing. So we're listening to that book and then we pause it and dream about how Luke can make his first opportunities to connect with golfers in Alaska. And we dream about ideas and then we turn the book back on. And then we got there pretty quickly. It was just an hour. Yeah. And it's interesting to see the the actual place because it's where most of the film was actually made. They came to Utopia and man, just filmed it there. And it really is just this tiny little nine hole golf course in the middle of Texas hill country and a small town or not town. Yeah. Yeah. But also neat. It inspires big dreams. It really does. So tell me, we got to Utopia, to the golf course. What were your thoughts? Because you know, Luke, as we've learned, guys, like he doesn't talk very much. So truly, he was pretty quiet when we got there. So what were your thoughts when we got to Utopia? 
Uh, let's see. It was smaller than I thought it would be. For no real reason at all, I thought it would be a full-size golf course, not a nine-hole golf course. But I also wanted to step into step into the movie and experience what they experienced. It, you don't really get to do that in real life. You don't have all the actors just show up because you showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Which, duh, right? But uh, I wanted to play the course. And we were we were there right after our date. So it wasn't like I had a, my golf clubs in the car with us. And I want to say we had the Valero Open. The actual Valero Open was going on that weekend. Oh, and you had to get right. back in time. But we had enough time to do a quick go and come back kind of thing. Yeah, the company I was with, they were volunteering at that event. And I was part of that volunteer group. So it had to be a short trip. It wasn't like we could stay there all day. We just got to go and see and breathe the air. And then it was so cool. Now, very much in line with the movie and the slowness of Utopia, there was this, is it Pro Master? Is that what they're called? Pro Shop. Just Pro Shop uh, Manager, yeah. Oh, those guys are gems at every shop. But this guy, time just kind of stood still when we started talking with him. Yeah, I think his name was John, actually. Oh. I, I forget, but uh, quite possibly. <laughs> But he told us stories about when the movie was created. He told us stories about the golfers who golf there now. And it was just neat to just be in a moment of just stillness, almost almost holiness. It was a strange place to just be able to have us there for, it was like kind of surreal for Luke to get to be where the beginning of how we found out about Lynx Players was. Yeah, it's not really where Lynx Players was created, but it's where I joined the story, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I joined the story after watching the movie and after reading the book. And actually, the first time I saw the movie, I just saw it and it was a good movie and moving on. And later on, maybe years later, I watched it again. And at the end of it, there's that little clip. Did he make the putt? You know, visit us here to find out. And that's really where I joined the story and got hooked up with the Devos. And it was cool because when it says, did he make the putt? Find out here. When Luke went to the website, I'm like, so what happens on the website? Did he make the putt? (laughs) (laughs) And it leaves it unanswered. However... The second book does answer that question. It is really, it's a great book. You should check it out. The second book is actually very much in alignment. As we've been praying up y'all, praying up how we can serve y'all with our ourselves, we're looking at the special word called dream guardians. Mm -hmm. And we want to give you amazing Christian couples a safe place to dream big dreams and then go make them happen. I love stories that align with our Christian values and also encourage dreaming big and doing great things. So that book, Golf Sacred Journey, is definitely one I'd recommend if you like those kind of books. Mm -hmm. Or just books in general, because it's a great book. Okay, moving (laughs) on. Oh, let's see. So Luke, tell me, what is it? I know you dreamed of starting a small group, but like, what did you envision? What did you see happening? And how is I guess, friends, let's go ahead and ask him, how is it going now? Oh, it's all good questions. And so in my brain, in my hopes and dreams, I suppose we would have moved here and then... I love you say suppose. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's just like this out there in the ether uh, that we would move here. Uh, I would show up at the golf course and uh, start playing amazingly, right? I mean, let's just put that out there, that I would be an amazing golfer from the get-go. After not playing regularly for 25 years, I don't know. <laughs> and then God's special timing that I would I'd meet the first person and they would be like, hey, I like you. We should hang out after golf and, I don't know, do a men's Bible study too. So <laughs> all those wishing, hoping 
Not quite opening our mouth. <laughs> not not talking to anybody about it. Just it happening, right? Right. Yeah, that, that's what I was dreaming, I guess. And the reality of it is not that. When you show up and you try to do, I guess, ministry mm-hmm. is really what I would call it. Things don't line up just perfectly right off the bat sometimes. It's not like my imagination and you just show up and ta-da, here's a Bible study. No, you actually have to get to know people and become part of their world before any of the influence happens. You have to be part of their world. So really that's what has happened here is I joined a community of golfers and they have a league night once a week where they play nine holes in the evening and hang out. And and it's just for fun. It's just for fun. Silly so, rules. I mean, all kinds of fun rules, stuff. Silly rules. And I never win, by the way. I've, I've played like <laughs> over a dozen times with them. I've gotten close to being first, second, or third place. And you're paired up and there's a whole bunch of rules. But Right, right. It's because of the pairing, I'm sure. <laughs> no, it's because the poor people that are paired with me, honestly. <laughs> no, it's good. It is really good. And I'm getting to know people. They're getting to know me a yeah. little bit. Yeah, it's just progressing. I love that you are accepting that too. That has been such a beautiful journey to watch. We've been here in Alaska for six months now. And it's just been neat to watch you have the illusion that it was all going to happen magically. And then being sad that it didn't. And then finding strength to be like, but I still feel called to this. Mm -hmm. And not just letting it go. And I'm just so proud of you for that. Just saying shout out to Luke. (laughs) Cheering you on, buddy. Well, I am getting better at golf, and I am getting to know some people there. And when I say better, I'm not good at all. Uh, oh, no. He's better. In fact, there's one shot. He actually, like, you can shoot it over the trees to get to the hole. He's doing that. You have to actually be able to hit a, a driver straight. And I've accomplished <laughs> that, like, four whole times. I am I mean. on that hole. It's like, hey, I can do that. And then the, the whole rest of the hole is terrible. But that's okay. That's that's besides the point. Oh, man. But God is good. Yeah, I'm I'm able to be a part of their lives just a little bit. I'm not saying tons. And they're a part of your lives, too. They are. They are. They ask me how I'm doing. They actually use the phone here. They actually call people in Alaska. So Lucas sometimes will get a phone call from one of his, his buddies he does Wednesday night with. Hey, how's it going? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure do. <laughs> it's good. It is good. God is good. Okay, friends. Well, I just wanted to share that we are big believers in dreaming big. Huge dreams. And making things happen, but also trusting God's timing. So we were going to ask a question about like, what is a a fun road trip that's near y'all, but not close that you would love to do? But really, I think it comes back down to dreaming big. Is there a place you would like to visit that goes with the dreams of your heart? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. I love that question. Yeah, yeah I could yeah, hang yeah, out in that yeah. question all that's, day. That's good. So yeah, talk it over. Where's a place that you could go to kind of be in a moment of a dream you have on your heart? That's mm-hmm. the question. I love it. That's a mouthful, guys. I'll make sure it's in the podcast notes. <laughs> and it'll be in the email we send out this week with this episode too. Luke, where would you go? Where's a place you want to go to touch on the dreams you have on your heart? Okay, so... It can be about anything, any dream you have right now. So there's another book, oh. uh, and it's a golfing book. A guy named Tim Philpot wrote it, mm-hmm. and it is... Uh, hold on. Pilgrim's Progress? Nope. It's based off of Pilgrim's Progress, the that old-timey book, but it's a player's progress. So player's it's talking about progress. golf players, right? And it's based in Scotland on a course that's a made-up course called Hohokum. That is where I would go. 
Yep, a pretend place. That's right. <laughs> but it would be in Scotland, on the islands, way off on the coast of Scotland, on a magical place called Hohokum. If you're into these kinds of books, or if you've books, ever read books. A Pilgrim's Progress, which I never had, mm. you might want to check that one out. But that's where I'd go. Okay, so Melissa... Your question. I just want to point out that one of the questions we had recently on one of our dates was where is a place you would like, an environment you'd like to live in, whether it's a movie or any place. And Luke said Lord of the Rings. Like, what did you call it? I don't know. Isn't that what you called it? No, the Hobbit place. What was the land? I don't remember the question even. It was on one of our dates. And it was just, if you could live anywhere, and if you had to live in a scene of a movie or this or that, you're like, I would live in... The Hobbit Land. I just find it funny because your worlds you choose are imaginary worlds. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just an interesting thing I'm noting. Well, I'm, I'm looking for a future kingdom. That must be it. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah, we'll own that. Go that way. Okay, for me, I have always, not always, I'd say for the past 10 years, I've wanted to own a shop that's a Christmas shop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read a book. It was a little fiction book about this gal owning a Christmas shop. And she, like, baked cookies each day and had hot cocoa with cinnamon in it. And I was like, I want to be that place at Christmas time that people can come and they can shop these beautiful items. It's not like the cheap stuff. It's actually, like, well-made, crafted things. And knowing my heart, it'd probably be from Christian makers all over the USA. But I want them to have an experience of Christmas. So... I have checked out a few Christmas shops. One was in Bernie on Main Street. And then there have been a few more. Maybe in Denali. No. There was there one in Denali? Uh, no, it was Talkutna. Talkutna had the Christmas I think there shop. was one in Denali as well. But there's a town here called North Pole. I kind of <laughs> I kind of dream of owning a boutique there. And I don't – just kind of as an investment. I want to create the ambiance and then let someone else run it for me. But if they're going to North Pole, like right now – I've only been told what's there, but I hear it has like candy striped street lights and it has a Santa village where Santa's at. And I just kind of want to go feel the Christmas there and just dream up the idea a little further of the Christmas shop. Yeah. So just like Utopia was pretty close to Bernie where we were living, North Pole is only like, it's a day drive. but It's it, a six hour drive. It, I mean, we could get there by car in one day. So pretty soon... Y'all are going to hear about us traveling to the North Pole. <laughs> North Pole, Alaska. <laughs> yes, sir. I love it. I think that's great. Okay, friends. Well, that's all we have for you this week. I hope you have a fantastic week. If you're looking for more questions to help you dream bigger dreams with your spouse, we have some questions for the next 10 dates for you that you can get on our website at emptynestingonpurpose.com or feel free to look at the notes in the podcast. We'll have a link there, too. As always, we do look forward to hearing about y'all's answers. Especially about this subject, like dreaming big, it just, it fires us up. We want to hear the dreams you'll have on your hearts for your empty nesting season. All right. So until next time, bye. Bye. Hey friends. So one thing that's really helped Luke and I in our relationship is dreaming big dreams and not being afraid to ask big, sometimes hard questions. So what we'd love to do for our listeners is send y'all out an email every week with a new question to ask, because hopefully y'all are going on dates each week too. And this can give y'all something fun to talk about and begin seeing where your dreaming big might be leading y'all. Now you can find out more information in the show notes of our podcast or on our website at emptynestingonpurpose.com. 